1: the bat, uh, just so I can kind of get a vibe off the crowd, how many people here voted for uh, Barack Obama to be our president? <laughs> Great. how many people voted for the other guy or the end of uh, all mankind as we know it? Uh, <laughs> I myself, I mean, here's the thing about Barack Obama that I love, I just love the name Barack Obama. That right there says power. It sounds like he should be fighting De La Hoya this weekend. That is just a badass name right there. Now, I'm here to tell you, this this is exciting for history. We have our first black president, okay? That is just an amazing... Okay, all right, white people, relax. I can see you're kind of getting into that mode. Can we say anything we want now? I'm sure you know you've got that white friend, right? He says some ignorant comment. You call him on it. You're like, man, you got to watch it. No, 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 I'm not racist. I've got a black friend. Yeah, this isn't the same thing. The whole, no, no, I've got a black president thing Isn't going to cut it I know too that all white people We tend to have like a, just a smidgen of our racism uh, In us, sometimes we get caught I even do it myself sometimes One of my best friends since I was a kid, Kenny uh, He's black, and sometimes he'll point out When I'm being racist, I did not even mean to be One day we were having a debate A debate I was on his side with Okay? I'm still wrong, even though I'm on his side I'm going with him and I'm like Yeah man, no, no, I, I see where you're coming from And he's like, no, no you don't <laughs> I go no no I'm I'm understanding what he goes you don't understand I go I can appreciate he goes you can't even appreciate <laughs> So I said, you know, I feel like there's a lot of racial tension between black people and white people still, so I said, what about this, just as a, as a wild idea, what if we discovered a brand new planet, and that planet was a vacant planet, and it was like a sister planet to Earth, atmospherically the same, land, water, and what if just to give ourselves a bit of a timeout, we took all the white people on Earth, and we just went to that new planet just to kind of sell, and he, right there he drops me, he goes, oh, see, you're racist, right there. I'm like, why? He goes, white people get the brand new planet, black people get shitty on Earth? No. I appreciate the fact that uh, Obama is the tech president. I kind of like that. Isn't that kind of cool? It's like you see him, he's on his his Blackberry, and I'm like, is he he, he playing Brick Breaker right now? He (laughs) He does like YouTube updates, right? Isn't that going to be cool? You log into your MySpace in the middle of the night, you're like, oh, fuck, Obama's on. You go like, write to him, Obama, what are you doing? Oh, I just downloaded that video of the kid shooting himself in the nipple with a paintball gun. You're going to see that. And I'm working on some legislation too. Oh, good stuff. Obama, you on Facebook? No, I got pulled by a zombie and the Secret Service took me out of it. So
0: <laughs>
1: I think it's kind of, um, it's a little bit unsettling, I'll say that. When you start hearing the, uh, the chatter, uh, there's a little bit of talk that somebody might try to assassinate Obama. Whenever I hear that, I, I think to myself, this guy, he already has the shittiest job in the world. <laughs> Next to Alaskan crab fishermen, this is just the worst... Of our hopes and our dreams, all of us, into this guy. He's like Mr. Fix It, okay? He's thinking about two wars, recession, depression, higher unemployment. Even the most vile, racist motherfucker is sitting on their porch going, I think we should see what this guy can do. <laughs> what do he say, Billy Ray? You want to give him a shot? Yeah, exactly. No, 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 not that kind of shot. An opportunity. <laughs> I think that this guy is so stressed, honestly, with all these problems on his mind. Obama's sitting in the Oval Office right now with his head in his hands trying to figure it all out. He might be the first U.S. president to assassinate himself. (laughs) This is a very classy way of saying you're going to kill yourself, by the way. If you ever ever choose to take your own life, that's how you should put it in the suicide note. That's elegant right there. Don't say I I wanted to kill myself, right? I have chosen to assassinate myself (laughs) for we the people. Your friends will read that and be like, "Wow, this is a pretty historic suicide note." I gotta say that. I think that uh, you know, suicide obviously it's uh, it's a tender subject, but. At the same time, it's a bit of a selfish uh, act, right? Unless we're talking about clinical depression. It's kind of fucked up when somebody just you know, leaves us and then it kind of leaves you wondering for the rest of your life why and how come they did that to us? So I have a couple of ideas that I'd like to share with you. I think the haunting symbolism is what stays with you forever. When somebody like hangs himself, it's the rope that's the moment that you just capture in your mind that you replay over and over. So here's my two cents. If you're going to hang yourself, for example, don't use the old noose and the dusty robe. Um, Christmas lights. (laughs) Yeah, maybe hang some tinsel off your lifeless body. Wrap some gifties around your feet, right? That way whoever finds you is going to be like, oh! Oh, no, but the big one's for me. The big one is for me. I can't relate to the idea of suicide. I guess I'm just one of those people that I'm always, you know, kind of uh, optimistic and upbeat. But one day I sat down uh, with the intention. I said, you know what, just to kind of purge myself, I want to see what it's like to feel that low. So I decided to write a suicide note. Yeah, just to kind of really, you know, flush it out there and put it on the page. And, and I started to do this, and I had an epiphany, and i share this with you. A suicide note written by somebody that is not suicidal is called an autobiography. <laughs> I'm on chapter 58.
0: <laughs>
1: Watching uh, a little bit of uh, poorly produced late night television last night, and um, something occurred to me. There was a couple of things, messages now, I guess, uh, in terms of change and ways that we're trying to, you know, upgrade our society. First of all, have you seen the commercial where we're not supposed to say uh, gay anymore? We, we can't throw the word gay around casually. It's, uh, it's a commercial. Hillary Dust is in the commercial. There's two girls, they're shopping. One girl says to the other, Megan, do you like this shirt? And then the other girl's like, I think it looks kind of gay. Then Hillary Duff walks around the corner, she's like, You shouldn't say that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Hillary Duff. Sometimes when I find myself in a life conundrum, I go, What the fuck would Hillary Duff tell me to do right now? They say that we should take that out of our vernacular. It's callous. It hurts people's feelings. I think there's a word even more than gay being thrown around that we need to remove from our normal uh, conversations, which is uh, raped. People throw the word raped around too casually. Have you ever played, like, video games online and listened to the way people talk to each other, right? Oh, dude, you just shot me in the back. Did you rape me? I'm pretty sure. If I sat down with a woman who's been through that horrific situation and I said, "Can you describe what this, uh, what this was like going through this?" She's not going to look at me and go, "Have you ever played Halo?" <laughs> like getting hit in the face with the gravity hammer by a camper. <laughs> you ever get an estimate on an automobile repair and then you go to pick up your car and it's double? It's just like that. That occurred to me, and then I was watching, you know, they're always trying to sell, they're always trying to sell us uh, just superfluous junk all night, right? Just stuff your kitchen. For some reason, they think that in the middle of the night, we need shit for our kitchens.
0: <laughs>
1: but I really listened to the dialogue, you know, they're cutting the prices, and, the, and then I really listened for a second, and I have a question for you. I don't know if that occurred to you. What is the difference between free and absolutely free? <laughs> Doesn't free pretty much cover the entire spectrum? If I see a pair of socks in the window and a sign that says socks, ten dollars second pair, free, I go in, put two pairs of socks down, $10 bills, the guy going to look at me and go, yeah, that's 14 dollars I'd be like, I thought the second pair was free. Is he going to go, not absolutely free. And then I let it sink in. Maybe that's why there's been so much racial tension between black people and white people. Maybe a long time ago, black people were freed, but they weren't absolutely free. We should look into this, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure it's guaranteed, totally guaranteed. I uh, I'm in a new club, by the way. I'm in a new club, and uh, I don't know if you're a first timer like I am. I'm in the. Uh, I just dropped my cell phone in my own piss club. Have you done that? Yeah. Yeah. Good time. I'm on. The, I'm on the phone. I forget that I'm using shoulder technique urinals were taken so i waited to use the regular john and as i'm standing there mid-conversation i was like are you serious and it just started to toboggan right down my powerful chest so i was like ah, ah. i was trying to get it and then it hit my big fat cock and one something hit back last time what happened next was nothing short of amazing let me just tell you what happened. First of all, um, I, you know, I had a, it was a hearty piss. Can I just say that? It was kind of a soup broth looking piss. It had a hue to it, you know? It was lovely, if I can say that. What happened next, I could never do again. Even if everybody here pooled their money and said, "Dame, we just put $14,500 together, do that again. I couldn't do this again. Just the trajectory of the way my phone dove into the piss, the moment it connected, one drop shot up into my eye. At which point I said, oh, piss in my eye, not good. I had to tell myself this was not a good situation. Piss in my eye, I don't care for this. The crazy thing was hot and cold at the same time, too, which I didn't... Prior to that, I was actually doing a little, uh, you you ever do the little delete game? You like to do that? You go through, you take your contacts list. sometimes you're just in the doctor's office, right? You just start scrolling through, you're like, who don't I need? (laughs) Who don't I need in my life? Where can I get a megabyte of space back right now? And it's kind of fun, right? You just scroll through, Peter, Peter, Yeah, fuck Peter, boom. And you really hit that delete button like you're deleting Peter from existence. Peter's sitting halfway around the world eating a steak, and the second you hit that button, he just turns to vapor. The fourth falls. the person sitting across, was like, Peter! Peter's gone. Oof. There was a person on my phone that I no longer wanted to have correspondence with anymore, and I'll tell you why. Quite simply, you put him under the banner of, and guys know this term, he's a cock blocker. He's a cock-blocker, but this gentleman was a DEFCON 3 level cock-blocker. Okay, you know about these guys. He would say things at DEFCON level 3 cock-blocking that were so wildly inappropriate, you could never bounce back from it with the girl that you're trying to make progress with. Example, i.e., I was talking to a lovely lady about a year and a half ago. He comes up in between us and he goes, Hey, Dane, how's your age? And walks away. game over, okay? There's no way to bounce back from how's your AIDS. The only thing that's going to benefit me, possibly help me now, is that she already has AIDS. Then I might let her give me a hand job in the parking lot if there's no cutsees, you know what I'm saying? let hold on. Is that a scab? Nope, chocolate cake. We're good. Bam. Um, Guys that prevent other guys from getting laid are called cock blockers, but here's the situation. I know plenty of women that prevent other women from getting laid, but they don't have a cool, interesting stigma nickname like guys do, so I've taken it upon myself to come up with one. And if you think it's apropos, feel free to use it in any given situation. Girls that prevent other girls from getting laid? Quot Speaking of, how are you? Um... <laughs> do you agree with that? Are you going to be using that? Do you know a couple of go- are, do you know girls that uh, you know in, are in close proximity, maybe to you right now that uh, swap the twat once in a while. <laughs> You're a lovely, uh, beautiful young woman. do you have a do you have a boyfriend? Uh, no. no, you don't. tell oh me listen, if I didn't have a girlfriend, I would not have to cheat on her tonight with you. so <laughs> As I was sifting through um, you know, playing the delete game, uh, on the other side of things, really amazing, I wanna share uh, with you guys. Um, a couple of years ago, my mom uh, died of cancer, okay? My mom, if you know anything about my mom, she was the coolest, okay? She was just a great, great sense of humor and just uh, a wonderful mom. You couldn't ask for somebody better. Very encouraging, uh, real you know, champion of mine. And, and just supportive nonstop. So after she passed on, I would go to play the delete game once in a while, and then I would hit the M's, and there she was right there, M O M. And guess what I couldn't do? I couldn't delete it. No, I couldn't. So I kept, it, I kept it for the last couple of years, you know? Kept it in there, and from time to time, I'd scroll through and just stare at it. And then recently, I was like, you know what? It's, uh, it's time to move on. I've done the grieving and the healing and everything. And So I looked at it, and I was you know, kind of smile on my face. I was ready to go. And then I thought, just for old time's sake, you know? Because I called it so many times, I'm going to call it one last time for good luck. You know, it just felt right. And then I was just about to hit send, and then I thought, what if she fucking answers?
0: <laughs>
1: this is done. I guess it would be Cabo. What the fuck, man? You said you died of cancer. Is dad dead? Yes, your dad did die of cancer. Actually. I'm kidding. He's right here. George, say hi. <laughs> That's a twofer. Yeah, my mom and my dad. I know, this is, this is tough stuff, but, you know, my mom passed away, and then my dad, within nine months, both my uh, parents uh, passed away of cancer. My dad, old school guy, he was tough as nails. Like, he built the old school, you know what I mean? He had, like, the blueprints in his fucking basement. My dad, you know, grew up, I'm sure some of you guys, uh, tough love. That's how my dad was, you know, in the house. Tough love. You're always getting disciplined and uh, you know, he would he just come out of nowhere. He'd just fucking rappel down from the ceiling off a belt and be like, What are you doing? Like when he yelled at you, it was like it was like lava coming out of his face. The gods would turn their back on you and let him do whatever he had to do. He used to say it's tough love, Dane It's tough love this discipline. And I'd stop once so I'd be like, Hey Dad, uh, just quick question, when's the love part come into all this? When's like Sunday hug fest that we're gonna do? do are we going do like a tickle breakfast for a few hours? <laughs> My dad, when he got really uh, sick and near the end of his life, you know, got very fragile. And this is a guy that used to be a boxer. This is a guy just, again, you looked at him, and he was just, you know, he was just rock. And uh, I, I helped him out. I was with him in the last few weeks of his life. And I remember one day he was just laying in the bed, and, you know, he, uh, he'd gone to the bathroom and he didn't want nurses to help him. So I'm his only son. So I'm like, Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm cool about it. I'll help you. So I remember one day I had, you know pulled down his drawers and I'm cleaning up my pop and I'm just wiping shit and you know and it was at that point that I finally just shot right up in his ear and I go uh, I think I'm ready to fucking return that beating to you now and he he laughed and shit again and so the whole circle of life thing was like, you know payback. Of my parents missed uh, one thing that uh, that it was really unbelievable. They saw me hit this uh, great success and it was a blast and we had a lot of laughs and it was just uh, an amazing time. They passed away and then after I got uh, you know famous, it was like all these haters came out of out of nowhere and it, like the negativity and the amount of animosity was just it was unbearable. I'm not even kidding you guys. At one point I sat down and I and I googled myself. I put my name in Google and when I went to hit search, Google was like, "Are you sure?" I couldn't believe it. I sat there and there was like 87 Dane Cook sucks pages and four videos about why I should die and all these countless blogs with all these windows and rumors and fucked up things. I read for four and a half hours and I finally said out loud, you know what, this Dane Cook is a douchebag. And I'm not a fan anymore. It's all this is true. The wildest uh, part, the wildest story I can tell you is uh, one day I was sitting down, I was reading some uh, fan mails, and everybody's being really encouraging. Dane, you've been through a lot. Keep going. I know that there has been a tough uh, you know, couple of years for you. And then here's the email that I received. And just by the name alone, I should have known that I was in some trouble. The email is from anonymous at yahoo.com. That's what rolls into the box. So I look at the name, anonymous at yahoo. And, again, me being so kind of eternal optimist, I was like, great name. Somebody got the original, not anonymous 2258 kitty kitty lick lick. <laughs> Just anonymous. Subject line, um, please read this. To which I say, of course. <laughs> what am I doing? I open it up, and uh, I'm not even going to paraphrase. Here's the exact letter that I got from this guy, quote unquote. It said, uh, said Dane, both of your parents got cancer and died to get away from your shitty comedy. And my first thought was very unlikely. <laughs> That's not true. What <laughs> are better ways to get away from my shitty comedy, mom and dad? Just don't show up or do the whole flat tire thing. I couldn't believe it. Look, it, it, that was—I deleted it, but it festered on my brain for the next couple of years. I thought about it, and I was like, sometimes it would piss me off, and I, I just—sometimes I was just. Driven by it or really, you know, made me want to work harder. And then I, I tell you all this because it's amazing the way life positions, the, the chess game of life. Guess who wrote me a follow-up email two weeks ago? Anonymous. And I brought the letter because I want to share this with you, okay? I brought the letter, and I'm going to read this to you. And I, and I really think that this shows that sometimes in life you have that moment where there's high road and low road. And I think that you're going to appreciate the way this went down. So first, let me read you what he wrote to me, which was, um, again, from anonymous at Yahoo.com came in. And when I saw that, again, first reaction, I was like, great fucking name. <laughs> Got a hand to him. Lucky bitch to get that. <laughs> Subject line, please read this. Okay, I open it up. Dane, I was drinking, out of work, and depressed when I wrote you that letter a couple of years ago. I am myself dealing with my father dying of a brain tumor. I respect and understand you now. Anonymous. So I read this a couple of times, and then I thought, um, I'm gonna write back. (laughs) Anonymous, your father got a brain tumor because he was tired of thinking about his drunk, jobless, spinalist, fuckface of a son. I win. Oh, I took, I took the low road. That was the point of that story. <laughs> the point is, we should all take the low road once in a while. It feels great. Don't worry, I'm going to apologize in two years. Um... What I really want to tell you is that what I've learned through all of this through Thick and Thin, the only thing that really matters really is family. And I know that someday, I'd like to have uh, a large family. I would like to have um, a multi kind of ethnic cultural family. I want to adopt. You know, I want to adopt. I want to have children from all over the globe uh, in my household. I want basically a United Colors of Benetton ad for family. (laughs) Beautiful children wearing colorful sweaters at reasonable prices. That's what I would enjoy. I would like a little Samoan boy who's 14 but he looks at 48 because he's a brick shithouse. house, and that's going to be his nickname, brick Shithouse. house. I want a little Irish girl, mop top, fair skin, with an eye patch from a birth defect, but we treat her like everybody else except when we're playing whipple ball. <laughs> Daddy. I think that the most beautiful babies on earth, the most beautiful infants, maybe human beings. Whenever I see an African American baby boy, I don't think there is any more just handsome. Uh, infant on the planet. I know that someday I would like to be the proud father of a beautiful black baby boy. And I would keep him till he's around 11 because that's when they start to get scary. <laughs> I'm not racist. I've been a black president. Um, in order to... <laughs> In order to have these things, in order to have a great family, you gotta, you got to have the right woman. I've had some great women in my life. There's some uh, there's an unbelievable high caliber women out there in the world. And I know that um, when you're finally with somebody, it feels right. I also know that girls, you're strange creatures, okay? I learn new things every day. I thought this was an urban myth. I didn't know this was actually true. If a bunch of strange women start a job together, they don't know each other, right? Your vaginas will sync up like wireless routers. <laughs> Like, dee, 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 dee. hey you want to bleed on the same day dee, 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 dee. what do you think the 11th let's all bleed on the 11th dee, dee, dee. weird i don't get it that's like salmon swimming upstream to die universal shit i don't get it and guys don't have anything like that what if i got an erection right now and every guy got an erection just because i did can you imagine that like fucking stone of cocks in here I also, know, I also know about the little challenge game. I know about the little challenge game with uh, with women. Is this your girlfriend right here? Do you know about the challenge game? Is this your girl? My wife. This is your wife? And how long have you two been about to break up? <laughs> Let's go. Snap to it. <laughs> how long have you guys been, uh, been together? Okay, so you know about the challenge game, or do you not know about the challenge game? You don't know? Well, listen to this shit. I'm about to blow your mind. Because once you hear this, okay, once you hear what I'm about to unleash, then it's gonna all make sense, okay? Several times throughout the day, every day, your girl will play this little game. It's almost a choose-your-own-adventure game that girls play. <laughs> it's it's a question, and then there's answer A, and there's answer B, and uh, they're both fucking wrong. <laughs> How do you identify? You say, Dan, how do I know it's coming? The first half of the first sentence is always exactly the same. Your girl's going to come up, whatever it is you're doing, and she's going to go, what would you do if, followed by a mumbo jumbo that you better be ready to dance with, okay? One time my girl was making a big turkey dinner with all the fixings, and she just came up to me, and she goes, what would you do if I took all the food I just cooked, and I threw it away? I was like, uh, don't, first of all, don't do that. Like, maybe you should get the fuck out of the kitchen if you're even considering that right now. If you do that, I'm going to walk the subway, but I'm going to be ruminating about what a bitch you are for throwing away all the fucking fresh food. Throwing away all the food, baby? No. You want to pull away the green beans? I don't give a shit. I don't like the green beans anyway. <laughs> One day she's driving the car, and I'm sitting with her and apparently we're low on gasoline, and she goes, what would you do if I didn't tell you we were about to run out of gas? And I just let us run out of gas. You're asking me what would I do if you knowingly let us run out of gasoline? I would call you a fucking asshole to your face. That's a horrible thing to do. This is a dangerous road to be letting us run out of gas. Don't do that. Hey, don't do that. I took her to a football game, and we're standing in line. We're waiting to be scanned to go into the stadium, and she's holding the tickets. Because two things I know about girls. You love to hold the tickets, and you don't want a table. You want a fucking booth, and you'll wait. You got the tickets? What would you do if I took your ticket and my ticket, and after they scanned me, I went in and I didn't come back for you? I don't know, maybe backtrack this entire relationship, try to find my ex and work things out? That's just off the top. How's that, how's that grab you? Line's moving. Line's moving. It's unfair because girls, you don't like when we play the game. That's what sucks about it. When we try to play the game, you think it's really out of control, right? My girl took me to a big family reunion and I walked up to her, I go, What would you do if I came out of your mother's bedroom covered in blood going? We gotta get out of here. That's not funny, Dane. I know it's not funny. I'm covering your mom's blood, we gotta go. So it's funny, I say, Come here, you gotta see what I did to your mom, trust me, this is gonna work out. Come here. The more, the more I realized and started hearing this, I realized that my own hypothesis went further. And it's not just women, guys. We actually play this game with each other. But it's so salacious. It's a far more sinister game. Uh, one time I was driving. Me and my buddy Bobby uh, were at a red light and we casually look over. There's a daycare and Bobby turns to me and goes, "Dude, what would you do if when we looked in the window of that daycare, there was a teacher blowing a little boy who was crying?" <laughs> Would we drive away or go in and kick his ass? I was like, well, we would definitely go in and kick his ass. He goes, all right, dude, check it out. After we saw the teacher blowing the little boy who was weeping, what if you looked down and I had an erection? I would deal with that later. Can you not add a Third Amendment to this horrific Dateline episode? This is... But I have had the great woman in my life. I've realized that you have a moment in a relationship where you realize, you know what, I think this is gonna go the distance. You kinda of know. And then there's also those moments where one sentence can change the perspective and sending it spiraling uh, out of control. You know, I was in that situation as well. I was with an amazing woman, beautiful African-American woman. We dated for four months. And uh, it was a great, just even those four months. We didn't have sex on purpose. We, we really wanted to get to know each other and just kind of you know commiserate and talk. And, um, and I remember the moment she called me at 11.47 a.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. That's when I picked up the phone and she goes, I want to make love to you tonight. And I was like, yes. I lit a whole bunch of candles. I made a Sade mega mix with Jay-Z. Some mashups, sweet as motherfucking taboo. She finally arrives, I open up the front door, she looks amazing, we start to make out right there, we're just giggling and we start right away kind of taking off each other's clothing and it's getting really frisky, we're falling all over each other and we start going up the stairs to my bedroom and you know, we're kicking off shoes and pulling off her dress and then we're in my room and now we're completely naked and I lay her body down and she comes up on her elbows and she kisses me right here on the forehead and it was sensual and, and amazing and I caressed her cheek and she got very coy. You know? She got shy, and then she rolled on top of me and put my big fat cock in her. And, um, no, 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 I want to know everything. I want to know everything. And then as she slowly started to ride me, the, the sunlight was just beaming off her gorgeous flesh. And that's when she looked at me and she said, uh, fuck me, you white piece of shit. I was like, I guess you can say that because we have a vice president. I don't fucking is that his wife? No. Two women before her, uh, same situation, you guys. Just uh, incredible women, um, empowered, uh, very you know high caliber, forward thinking women. But none of those relationships went the distance. So I finally was like, you know what? I maybe I need to open up the Dane schematics, go inside and tinker around figure out what I'm not doing right to get this thing to launch, you know? So just to kind of test myself, maybe even rattle my own cage, I thought for this next relationship, instead of trying to find one of these really incredible, well rounded women, I want to date like a like a whore, you know? Just to just to you know, throw myself off. Just a real I don't care if this girl's vagina looks like elephant ears because she's been smashed by so many football teams and astronaut leagues. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Dane, why after these amazing women do you want a girl like that? Well, because you can't enjoy a sunny day without some rainy days. I finally, I found this woman. I found a real dirty kind of chick, you know. in here in L.A., who would have thunk? Um, you're saying, Dane, how dirty. I'll tell you this. Her crabs had herpes. That's how dirty. Her crabs had a Valtrex prescription at the pharmacy under the name Seahorse. Um, yeah, no, this girl. I'm telling you, she she was actually it was a little bit uh, it was a little bit over the top. She was one of those girls. I didn't I didn't like it when she would come over to my place unannounced. You know what I mean? Because sometimes she just jumped on my bed. She's a dirty bird, you know. It's like, you know, and I, I've got a pretty nice bread couch because I'm doing a okay K on the sheets there. You know, if I know she's coming over, I'll lay the three P O S down there. You know, take the pills off, put a roll of paper towels. You know. It's, Um, I'm going to share something with you that uh, I shouldn't even tell this, I should never repeat this but I, I look at the stage sometimes a place I can share all sorts of things so this would be I guess under the banner or category of why the fuck would you tell that to us Dane that was one of the worst things that I could share maybe one of the uh, wild things I've ever done so don't judge me please on this one um, isolated incident, please judge me on my entire legacy we were laying in bed together uh, this girl and myself And um, it was, uh, you know, it was a nice night We were just kind of chilling out And then suddenly she just, she throws open her legs And she looks at me and she goes Take your big fat cock and stick it in my juicy pussy And fuck the shit out of me With your big balls and fat fucking cock So I said, um, hey, hey, the language Let's tone it down there, pay cable I get it tell her I say, listen, we can't do that tonight because I don't have any condoms. Well, she retorts with, I don't care, stick it in raw dog. She knew the term raw dog. Hi, I'm a red flag. Nice to meet you. No girl should know the term raw dog, let alone use it in a phrase. I come back with, listen, I just want to reiterate, I don't have any condoms. I don't have any tall kitchen bags. I don't have a laminating machine. I don't know dark magic. All the paper towels in the world wrapped around there is not going to help me tonight, please. It's not going to happen. So she replies with, she goes, well, I want to get off. Stick something in me. And, and, like, here's the thing, you guys. I don't have toys. I don't have, like, you know, vibrators and dildos. All that stuff is in storage. It's winter. So here's what I did. I can't believe I did this. I took my TV remote... <laughs> I know you're saying, Dane, that is wrong, as the gays would say on so many levels, I know And I'm not going to lie to you, I was a little more concerned about the remote Future button usage, also the battery hatch was a little loose And I was afraid the shows were going to fall out inside there I'm not fishing them, I'll do some jumping jacks, don't you? Gravity will take over I'm sure your fallopian tube doesn't take double A's, this is my point. This is a horrible thing to share. But there's some good news to be had, and that's why I'm telling it to you tonight. Let's recap the negatives, the cons. I stuck a remote control in this girl's vagina. I did this. Guilty. Here's the good news, the upshot, the silver lining. Um, she tivo the departed. I just want to say this, I'm not trying to be, you know, your your parents here, but you gotta practice the safe sex. If you're not ready to, you know, start that family, you gotta practice the safe sex and uh, I know some guys I know your method. Some guys here use the uh, it's called the uh, pull and pray method. Right? T minus like a thumb out and then you blow it all over a belly and you try to be a soothsayer all of a sudden, right? Okay, hold on, this little piece right here, did you just start a new job? pull and pray method, uh, not very effective I have my own method uh, that I'll share with you it's called the push and pray method I try to go past all the important stuff and blow my load into your heart it's it's exclusive to me this is the stuff that I think about while you're at work all day I think that uh, we should be free to roam our bodies. I'm sure from time to time you like to uh, spend a little quiet time with yourself, right? You like to lay down and put three pillows behind your back, right? I know. I like a nice hospital bed <laughs> setting myself. Three, <laughs> three pillows, put some mints right next to your shoulder, right? Every once in a while, I'll give yourself a little break, come up and mm-hmm. I got it. I know. Do you like to get funny with yourself once in a while? In a while yeah. Where's the place that you like to do it? Bed? Do you like to do it in the shower? What's, uh, what's your comfort zone? Computer uh, chair. Computer chair. Computer chair. Okay, got it. Um, I'm assuming that you've got a plethora of porn uh, somewhere on that uh, computer screen. I'm sure you get you just hit a terabyte, right? And where is it? Just in case your girls with you, it's in a folder called Tax Returns 1997. Ah! I was masturbating violently a couple of days ago. It was one of those rare ones where, right in the middle of it, I thought I was going to turn into a fucking worm. I, was like, was a worm. I started growing a snout. I was like, oh. I really was. I was just sweating profusely and I was mumbling to myself like the Joker in Dark Knight. I was like, come on. I get me. I had a Tommy gun in my right hand, and I was firing at the moon. Bat, 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 bat. I was going bananas on myself. What happened was, this was really uh, an odd experience, because when I finally um, ejaculated, I've never had so much come out. No, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I got concerned. It wouldn't stop. I actually had to turn my penis away from me, and I heard myself go, whoa, like it was a runaway steed. It just kept going to the point where I thought I was going to come my own skeleton. I'm not even kidding. You. I thought bones and organs were going to start flying out of me. When I was done, I'd be inside out jerking inside right next to me on the bed. I don't know. That's what I thought. I can't really tell you in terms of measurement how much came out. I know, guys, we, we normally know, like, roughly... Like, I know normally I can fill up my belly button. I know that. A little bit of spillage. Ten and a dollar size, I'd like to say. But on this day... Let me put it this way. I can't describe it in terms of measurement, but I will say this. If I was at Cold Stone, it was a gotta-have-it size. (laughs) I'm in a loss for words right now, myself. Very rare for me, sir. Very rare that there's There's only really been one time in my life that, and it was recently, that um, It was actually with a waitress, and she froze my brain. It was really interesting the way she did this. I'd never eaten at this restaurant before, and she asked me a question that it was impossible for me to answer. It was almost a riddle. And it was so simple. I'd never eaten there. I didn't look at the uh, the menu because I knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted a turkey club sandwich, and I like three things on a turkey club. I like lettuce, mayonnaise, and cheese. Very simple. She finally comes over to me, and um, she's not in a good mood already. right? She's one of those waitresses that like she's blaming me for the fact that she's so busy. right? Even when I sat, she was like, I need a minute, please. I didn't do that. I don't travel with a gang of 40 people. She finally comes back. She goes, yes, yes. I said, what do you want? Right? So I'm kind of rushed, but I look at her and uh, I said, uh, yeah, can I can I have a turkey Club sandwich? And can I get that with uh, only lettuce, mayonnaise? Right there. She rudely interrupts me. She goes, yeah, why don't you? don't want on the sandwich I, I don't want foliage on the sandwich I, I don't want rust or any other alloy on the sandwich I don't want a policeman's badge on the sandwich I don't want fish hooks on my grandmother's eyes on the sandwich what an ass backwards way of going in anything what if that was customer service rigmarole all the time yeah can I get a coach class ticket for the flight yeah is there anything you don't want in the flight yeah I don't want fire on the flight I don't want rabid dogs running around nipping at people I don't want people opening and closing umbrellas near my goddamn eyes. I don't want a surly character sitting next to me praying to a god that's not my god in an angry fashion. I don't want the captain coming out of the cockpit going, I hate my fucking WHAT?! <laughs> well, that's not good. Point is, I want lettuce, mayonnaise, and cheese on a turkey. Wow, no, thanks. Do you you like to have little dalliances, maybe do a little role-playing from time to time with the uh, the missus? Oh, really? Okay. That's really, that's fun stuff. Would you uh, care to maybe share a a possible... Come on, just Just a glimpse. Just Just a glimpse. Here's the deal. You tell me just a glimpse and I'll tell you a whole story about that. I'll ask her, is there something that you like to do from time to time? A little, you know three-act play that you like to, you know, throw
0: around?
1: Hmm, um... Take your time. (laughs) What do you got? What's the character that you like to play?
0: Barbie school girl.
1: Barbie school
0: girl. (laughs) Hi, Ken. (laughs) Uh...
1: I myself, I'm gonna tell you a situation I want you guys to try. Um, this was, uh, at the time, this was my girl's favorite uh, scenario or scenario if you're a fucking asshole. because it's a scenario, easy. Here's our favorite situation I'd like you all to uh, partake in. We would pretend that I was a rapist killer. No, 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 shut up, you're gonna love this. Here's how I go down. Girls, you do this. She would sit uh, late at night on the couch and she would dim the lights, put a scary movie in, wear a cute little pair of pajamas that she didn't know her kitty plopped out, you know? Make a big bowl of popcorn, nice and fresh. Here's what I would do. Guys, you do this. I would go outside and lurk for like two hours. (laughs) Just lurk around my own premises for a nice two to three hour lurk get myself in the character. And then I'd go up to the window. We would leave the curtains open like such so I would peer inside. And there she was, just sitting there. <laughs> 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 so what do I do, guys? I do, this. I do little scratchy sounds on the window. And finally she would look up and she'd go, Hello? Hello, is someone there? I thought I heard sounds. Coming from outside. Yeah, she's a horrible fucking actress. I don't know if I told you that. She's never gonna win an award for anything. So sometimes I do a few more scratches, and then every once in a while I give it a good bang. I do, do like a hard, you know, knock on the window, and she look up. She go, "Ooh, shit." <laughs> Jeez, I hope those are just the Santa Anta winds whipping up. <laughs> she knows I'm there. You get it? Like. It, so she's toying around with me a little bit. Like, at one point, she was like, Oh, jeez, I seem to have forgotten napkins, and this popcorn is so buttery. Uh, I'm just going to have to use my tit.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, now I've got a buttery tit. Whose mom's going to clean this? <laughs> Next thing I do, I uh, take my cell phone. I call the house star 67, so she does not know. <laughs> When she finally picks up the phone, hello, I go, listen, listen to me. I'm gonna come in there, I'm gonna rape you. And then I'm gonna kill you. And then I'm gonna bury you at the beach. And she would go, no. Holy shit, no, please. Who would say such things to me? And I go, well, uh, let me reiterate this is the guy that's gonna be coming in there, I'm gonna be raping you. Followed by killing you brought to you by Barry You at the Beach. And she'll go, No, please, shit, no. Say this isn't real. Say this isn't happening. And I go, It's happening, bitch. She goes, Baby, baby, don't call me bitch. No bitch here, fuck face. Sorry. It's happening,
0: care I'll see you soon, more fucking motherfucking one.
1: Have some fun with that, okay? <laughs> I want you to try it. Don't do it too much, though. Just a couple of times. It'll lose its excitement. One time we get to the point where, literally, I'm in the bushes, and I'm like, I need to come in there and oh, baby, wait, before you come in, we need milk. I'm like, irregularity <laughs> I think that uh, truly in, uh, in any relationship, you have to be able to tell your craziest fantasies to the person that you're with. Otherwise, I don't think the relationship can go the distance. I think right at the beginning, there should be, you know, like maybe like a year in, there should be a date that you just pick where you're like, let's just fess up and tell each other all the craziest shit that we wanna do to, with, around each other so we can really decide, you know? And just, you gotta insist, you gotta listen, I wanna be on safari, okay? I want to be a big game hunter, and you're hiding in a bush, and, right, you write these things down, make a little checklist, you know, sharing of porn, right, don't hide it in that folder. You never know, sometimes girls are a little shy, and then you're like, oh, you know what, I like porno, and then she's like, oh, let me show you what I got, and it's like, oh, shit. And she got a lockbox at the bank and shit, with, She has a tattoo on the bottom of her foot with a fucking passcode on there. to, Like some offshore porn account. I suggest uh, that everybody go home tonight and uh, peruse a little site called uporn.com, okay? Most people don't know about uporn. This.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, first of all, whoever runs this server, I don't know where it's based out of, the, the home base. But there's nobody watching over this site, okay? There's no sign-in of age, birth date, nothing, okay? You hit enter, you're in the Oz of porn, okay? This fucking server must be in Atlantis or something. Nobody's overseeing this thing. It's like gunslinger days in there, okay? So you go into the site, and here's what's really incredible. You can't believe this. Everybody on the site, much like YouTube, they can upload these superfluous little amateur videos. But what's going to keep you on the site for hours is not the videos. I was on the other day for nine and a half hours. I didn't even touch myself. I was just watching the videos, and what's really gonna pull you in are the titles, okay? Everybody, right? Everybody that uploads a little video has to come up with a little title. That's the thing that's gonna make you say what I say 50, 60, 70 times. You're gonna read the title and go, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) How do you just go right past Sparkle Anus without wanting to take a peek in? (laughs) What does that mean? What the fuck, right? And then you look and it's a chick she bedazzled her bum hole, okay. (laughs) You lived up to the title, thank you. Here's another title. Tell me how you go past this without wanting to check it out. Ready? Title: Blowjob. Dot. 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 Something to do. And I read that, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? So I have to. Read. Running time: two minutes 11 seconds. Go. Okay, I'm in there. Here's how it starts. It's a, it's a smash shot, tight shot of a guy's junk just loitering in the frame, all by itself. Nobody else around, just to, you know, just to stuff. And I just want to say this in all sincerity. I could tell by this guy's balls, I didn't like him.
0: <laughs> anyway.
1: Next thing you know, a woman comes in a frame. She starts giving him oral sex, and I'm watching. And then about 50 seconds into it, she just turns away from his cock, and she proclaims out loud, she goes, "I have something to do." And then she leaves, and it's. What did she have to do? <laughs> I think about it at least once a day. I'm like, jury duty? <laughs> she had to finish online traffic school? I kept hoping there was going to be a follow-up, like, Blow job. dot, dot, dot. Okay, I'm back. I left my headlights like Got it. All right. <laughs> Here's the one that I really want everybody to check out, okay? You have to partake in. Tell me how you go past this title without stopping. Here's the title right here. Uh, Peanut Butter Smack. There's more title. I know that would be enough to draw you in right there. There's more title. Peanut Butter Smack, dot, dot, dot. By the way, I like the the three-period thing. Thank you, whoever's doing that. I like the little word intermission for my eyes. I actually read those to build up some uh, excitement. Uh, Peanut Butter Smack, wait, wait, wait. Continue reading. Okay. Peanut Butter Smack, dot, dot, dot. How you like me now, biznitch? (laughs) Yeah, you know, bitch with Z's and F's and other consonants that are unnecessary to the word bitch. How do you go right past that? Peanut butter smack, how you like me now, biz Mitch? I had to watch, and then I stopped, I was a little bit concerned. Running time, 14 minutes, 41 seconds. That is like an eternity in online porn. This is like the lonesome dove of online porn. Robert goddamn Duval better make a cameo appearance but I need to know what peanut butter snack means. So what do I do? Goom, go. I'm in. <laughs> the one thing that was kind of cool about my dad is that he didn't quite understand video games and all that stuff. It was fun always showing him that stuff. Isn't it fun when your dad's like old school and like, he's like, what the fuck is this? What do you do? What's the thing in your hand, this gadget thing with the bleep, bleep, bleep thing? In it? Yeah, this is the controller, right? Dad just controls the game, right? Sometimes I would play my game and my dad would uh, you know, sit next to me well, my favorite games, I like World War II games, Call of Duty, Medal of Honor, those are my favorite games. The only time I'd ever got a little weird is when my dad would be sitting next to me during those games because my dad was in World War II. He wouldn't say much. He'd just be staring at the screen like, It wasn't like this day. You didn't get to respawn on another side of the map. Chime in once in a while, hide behind that bush, I know that fucking bush. I remember that bush, that's a good bush to hide in. Don't go in the barn, Dave, no. I actually told that story on a uh, on a TV show a couple of years ago, my dad called me that I say he was really, 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 really upset, right? I remember I picked up the phone, he picked up the phone, and he goes, hey, hey, why the fuck you, t- why the fuck you, to 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 fuck you, t- fuck you, t- fuck you t- fuck. I'm sure we all go through, you know, dark times once in a while where we have those, you know, crazy thoughts. I'm sure you've been stressing (laughs) your life And you put and you put and you put and you put